Hawkeye Recap. Short audio episodes about Iowa Hawkeye football, basketball, games, and players, and articles from the last 100 years. Visit us at HawkeyeRecap.com. For this week's podcast, I thought I'd go back and look at Iowa basketball and their games against number one teams. We thought we would play Purdue this week as number one seed, but they lost to Northwestern, so that didn't really materialize. There have been 26 matchups over the years, starting back in 1953, up until last year when they played Purdue. Hawks are 3-23 overall, which is 11.5% win rate. So let's hear a summary from each of these games. The first matchup was March 9th, 1953 at William Leon Garrett IU Fieldhouse in Bloomington. Hawks faced number one Indiana on the road, lost 61 to 68. Head coach was Bucky O'Connor. Iowa's first game against a team ranked number one in the country came in the final game of the season. Herb Thompson scored 16 points for the Hawkeyes while Bob Mao scored 10. Indiana had a 52 to 36 lead at the end of the third quarter and it replaced its starters with subs. The Hawks scored 20 points in the fourth quarter to make the score a lot closer than it was. On the front page of the DI recap, there is an article that I thought was interesting. It mentions that the University of Iowa is taking over the Children's Hospital, which ultimately turns into the current Children's Hospital built right by Kennecott. So you can read a Daily Iowan recap and an Indianapolis News game recap of that matchup. The next matchup was March 23rd, 1956. This was the NCAA National Championship game played in Evanston at Welsh Ryan Arena. Number four, Iowa, faced number one, San Francisco, and lost 83-71. to Bucky O'Connor was the coach, and there was 10,600 in attendance. The Hawkeyes reached the NCAA Championship Finals against the undefeated San Francisco Dons, led by Bill Russell. The Dons entered the season as the defending champions and were on a 26-game winning streak and exited with a record 55 in a row by becoming the first undefeated team, 29-0, ever to win an NCAA title. Iowa came into the NCAA final on a 17-game winning streak of its own before losing. Iowa jumped to a 15-4 lead, but the Dons rallied back to take a 24-23 lead later in the first half and never trailed the rest of the game. In the second half, they led by 20 points at 59-39, but the Hawks came back to make it respectable. Carl Kane and Bill Seaberg led the Hawks with 17 points each. Russell scored 26 points, had 27 rebounds, 20 blocks, 3 steals, and 1 assist. So you can read a Southern Illinois game recap article, Blackheart Gold Pants article, and the Cedar Rapids Gazette article. And there are highlight videos available to watch, and you can watch the full game video. And that was the only time the Hawks have played in a championship finals. The next matchup was December 30th, 1959, at the ECAC Holiday Basketball Festival in Madison Square Garden in New York City. Number 14, Iowa, against number one, Cincinnati. Hawks lose 96 to 83. Sharm Sherman was the coach. There were 17,289 in attendance. Oscar Robertson scored a record 50 points to lead Cincinnati over Iowa in the finals of the tournament. The Hawks took an early 28 to 17 lead, but Robertson's 33 first half points led to a 12 point halftime deficit for the Hawks. Don Nelson led the Hawks with 25 points. Ron Zager added 21 points and Mike Heitman scored 11. And you can read about it in the Daily Iowa. The next matchup was February 18, 1961 at the Iowa Fieldhouse in Iowa City. Number nine, Iowa against number one, Ohio State. Hawks lose a nail-biter 62-61. Sharm Sherman was the coach. 
The Hawks had a chance to win the game in the final seconds, but Don Nelson was unable to hit the short jumper, and the tip-in rolled off the rim, and the Buckeyes escaped Iowa City with their undefeated record and number one ranking intact. And you can watch some highlight videos of the game. The next matchup was February 5th, 1962. This one is at St. John Arena in Columbus, Ohio. Iowa goes in to face number one Ohio State, and they lose badly, 89-63. to Sharm Sherman is the coach. John Havlicek and Jerry Lucas led the number one Buckeyes against the Hawks. Ohio State shot 63% from the field in the first half and essentially put the game out of reach. Don Nelson finished with 29 points for the Hawks in a losing effort. So they're down 52-26 at halftime, and then they played even on the second half, both scoring 37 points. You can read about it in a Daily Iowan and also the Troy Davis News. The next matchup is February 26, 1962 at Iowa Fieldhouse. Number one, Ohio State comes to town and the Hawks lose 72 to 62. Sharm Sherman was the coach, 12,500 were in attendance. Iowa led the number one Buckeyes at home 36 to 30 at halftime, but were dismantled in the second half, losing by 10. Ohio State extended its Big Ten winning streak to 27 straight. The Iowa guards shot well in the first half as Ohio State packed in the lane to stop Don Nelson. Second half, Ohio State switched to man-to-man and held Iowa to only 26 total points. Don Nelson finished with 18 points on 7-11 shooting. Joe Reddington scored 15 points and Matt Ciccone scored 12 points before fouling out. Iowa Governor Norman Erb was in attendance for the game. So the Hawks were outscored 42-26 in the second half. And you can read about it in the Daily Iowa. The next matchup, January 29, 1965, at Chicago Stadium in Chicago, Illinois. Iowa goes to face number one UCLA, and they win 87-82. Ralph Miller was the coach, and there were 13,900 in attendance. Iowa pulls an amazing upset of number one UCLA, who had won 43 of their past 44 games. They had won 13 straight games and had won their first national championship the year before, and would go on to win the rest of their games and win the title again that year with an 18-2 record. The Hawks were led by Chris Perval with 28 points. He also helped navigate UCLA's famed pressure defense down the stretch with the game on the line. Perval scored 10 quick points in the opening minutes, and UCLA never led after that. The game was tied at halftime 45-45, and the Hawkeyes led by as many as 10 points, 64-54, in the second half, then held on for the five-point win. Jimmy Rogers finished with 16 points, Denny Pauling added 14 points, Gary Olson 12, and Gary Jones 10. So you can read about it in the David Iowan article and also Sports Illustrated did a look back at Iowa basketball wins against the AP number one. I'd love to find some video of this game if anyone knows where I can find that. The next matchup was later that year, February 8th, 1965 in Ann Arbor at Yost Ice Arena. Because Iowa beat UCLA, that allowed Michigan to take the number one spot. Hawks lose 81 to 66. Ralph Miller was the coach. There were 7,000 in attendance. Gary Jones scored 26 points for Iowa in a losing effort. Iowa gave up a long Michigan run in the first half when they turned the ball over 10 times and on five consecutive possessions. Iowa was unable to keep up with Michigan in the second half with some cold shooting. They were outscored by eight in the first half and seven in the second half and end up losing by 15. And you can read about it in the Daily Iowa recap. Another interesting note was that UCLA and Michigan would go on and play for the national championship that year with UCLA winning. The next matchup is December 4th, 1971 at Poly Pavilion in Los Angeles, California. 
Iowa goes on to face number one UCLA and loses badly, 106 to 72. Dick Schultz is the coach, 12,538 were in attendance. UCLA opened the game with a 12-0 run and never looked back. Henry Bibby scored 32 points while Bill Walton scored seven for the Bruins. Rick Williams led Iowa with 14 points. Hawks were down 49 to 28 at halftime and were outscored by 13 in the second half, giving up 57 points and ended up losing by 34. And you can read more in the Daily Iowa. The next matchup is January 17, 1974, back at Chicago Stadium against number one UCLA. Dick Schultz is the coach. There were 12,680 in attendance. The Hawks lose 66 to 44. The last time the two teams played at Chicago Stadium, the Hawks pulled a huge upset over the number one Bruins, but that would not be the case this game. UCLA played without Bill Walton, who sat out the game with a back injury but they had no trouble with the Hawks winning by 22 points and extending their winning streak to 88 straight games. Candy LaPrince led the Hawks with 18 points, but no other Hawks reached double figures. Iowa forced 10 turnovers in the first half, but were out-rebounded 30-13 and fell behind by eight at halftime. They only scored 19 points in the second half and lost by 22. You can read more about it in the Daily Iowa, but there's not much of a recap there. The next matchup is January 11th, 1975 at Assembly Hall in Bloomington, Indiana. Hawks face number one, Indiana, lose badly, 102 to 49. Lute Olson is the coach, 17,526 are in attendance. The Hawks turned over the ball 36 times and at one point were behind 79 to 24 in the game. Bob Knight played his reserves most of the second half. Lute Olson said after the game that Iowa didn't deserve to be on the same floor with them. So they were down 43 to 18 at halftime and then were outscored 59 to 31 in the second half for the 53 point loss. And you can read about it in the Daily Iowan if you want to. The next matchup was later that year, February 8th, 1975. Number one, Indiana came to Iowa to play at the Fieldhouse. Hawks lose 79 to 56, so much closer, but still a blowout loss. Lute Olson is still the coach. Iowa did hang around with Indiana, but they pulled away in the second half. Iowa shot 29% from the field, but did out-rebound Indiana 55 to 49 and you can read more about it in the Daily Iron. The next matchup is January 26, 1976 at Iowa Fieldhouse. Number one, Indiana comes to town again. Hawks lose 88 to 73. Lute Olson is the coach and there are 13,395 in attendance. Indiana shot a blistering 71% in the second half to outdo the Hawks. Iowa hung around and was only down by four points at halftime, 43 to 39, but could not keep pace with the number one ranked Hoosiers in the second half. Scott Thompson scored 21 points for the Hawks in the first half, but only finished with 28 after Quinn Buckner was assigned to defend him in the second half. And you can read more in the Daily Iowa. And then Iowa would go to Indiana on February 23rd in that same season, 1976. They played at Assembly Hall. Lou Olson still the coach. 17,961 were in attendance. The Hawks lose 101 to 81. Indiana remained unbeaten on the season. Scott Thompson led Iowa in scoring with 22 points, but the game was never in doubt as the Hoosers jumped on the Hawkeyes early. And you can read more about it in the Daily Iowa. Then it's a while but again before Hawks play number one team, this time in the NCAA Tournament Regional Finals on March 22, 1987 in the Kingdome in Seattle, Washington. Number six, Iowa, faced number one, UNLV. Hawks lose 84 to 81. Tom Davis is the coach, and there were 22,914 in attendance. 
Hawks led 58 to 42 at halftime after shooting 72% from the field, but UNLV rallied to defeat them to advance to the final four. The Rebels outscored the Hawks 24 to two in an eight minute span after being behind by 17 points in the second quarter, which included six three pointers. The Rebels led 78 to 70 with 542 remaining and held on for the win. Hawks only scored 23 points in the second half. So you can read about it in the Gazette, the Las Vegas Sun and New York Times. We've got highlight video I posted recently, and then you can also watch the full video of the game. I do have one player quote from BJ Armstrong in an interview he gave with Sports Illustrated on a return trip to Iowa City. He said, that game, we were still thinking about that game, what we could have done. And this game is probably one of the most well-known ones because of the importance of the game and having such a big lead and having it slip away. The next matchup is March 21st, 1992. This is the NCAA tournament second round at Greensboro Coliseum in North Carolina. Hawks faced number one Duke and lost 75 to 62. Tom Davis is the coach. Iowa got blown out in the first half, trailing 24 to seven at the start of the game and was down 24 points at halftime. Iowa fought back to close the gap to eight points but couldn't get any closer. AC Earl led the Hawks with 19 points, 12 rebounds and eight blocks. I do have the full game video posted on the site if you'd like to check that out. The next matchup is February 6, 1993 at Carver Hawkeye Arena in Iowa City. Number 13 Iowa faced number one Indiana. Hawks lose 73 to 66. Tom Davis is the coach. There are 15,500 in attendance. Prior to the game, the Hawkeyes retired Chris Street's number 40 jersey and announced that an Iowa Farm Scholarship and the Chris Street Spirit Award will be created in his name. And there's a video below in the full game video about the ceremony. In the first half, the Hawkeyes seemed to be headed toward their second straight home upset of a 1992 Final Four participant, leading by 10, 24 to 14. However, Indiana ran off 10 straight points to tie the game. The teams continued to seesaw in the second half with Iowa's last lead coming at 62 to 61. Indiana hit 10 of 12 free throws and Iowa struggled from three point range. AC Earl led the Hawks with 16 points. And you can read about it in Daily Iowan, and there is a full game video you can check out. The next matchup is November 11th, 1999. This is the Coaches vs. Cancer Classic at Madison Square Garden in New York City. Hawks face number one Connecticut, and they win 70 to 68. Head coach is Steve Alford. In Steve Alford's first game as Iowa coach, the Hawks upset number one UConn. Jacob Jakes led Iowa with 20 points. Dean Oliver battled in foul trouble, but finished with 14 points, three assists, and two steals. The win helped avenge last year's Sweet 16 NCAA loss to the Huskies under coach Tom Davis. It was the first defeat of a number one ranked team since Iowa's upset of UCLA in 1965. And you can read the Daily Iowan article about it. And there's two different videos of the full game version if you want to check that out. The next matchup is November 27th, 2001. This is the ACC Big Ten Challenge. The game was at United Center in Chicago. Number seven, Iowa against number one, Duke. Iowa loses 80 to 62. Steve Alford is the coach. Luke Recker paced the Hawks with 15 points, but Duke had too much talent to overcome. The Hawks shot poorly, going two for 16 from three-point range and committed 20 turnovers. And they were down 41-32 at half, and then were outscored 39 to 30 in the second half. And you can read more about it in Daily Iowan or you can watch the full game video that got posted. The next matchup is January 20th, 2005 at the State Farm Center in Champaign, Illinois. 
Number 23, Iowa faces number one, Illinois, and they almost pull out a victory, but lose 73 to 68 in overtime. Steve Alford is the coach. Iowa went on an 18 to four run in the second half and pushed the game against number one, Illinois to overtime. Illinois was able to push ahead in overtime on the scoring of Luther Head. Pierre Pierce led Iowa with 22 points. Adam Haleska and Eric Hansen fouled out for the Hawks. Hawks were down nine, 34 to 25 at half, but came back and outscored them 40 to 31 in the second half, and then lost the overtime eight to three. And you can read about it in the Daily Iowa. The Hawks would face number one Illinois again that season, February 19th at Carver Hawkeye Arena since 2005 again. Hawks lose 75 to 65. Steve Alford is the coach, 15,500 were in attendance. The Hawkeyes trailed as many as 14 points in the second half, but clawed back and had the ball twice with the chance to take the lead or tie, but couldn't capitalize. Iowa turned the ball over 21 times compared to 10 for Illinois, leading to 11 more shots from the floor. Adam Haleska led Iowa with 20 points, Greg Bruner added 15 points and a team high nine rebounds, and Jeff Horner added 12 points. So the Hawks were down eight at halftime, and then were outscored 39-37 in the second half. And you can read about it in the Daily Island. The next one was January 19, 2011, at Value City Arena in Columbus against number one Ohio State. Hawks lose 70 to 48. Fran McCaffrey is the coach, 18,809 in attendance for a 5:30 tip-off. Ohio State remained unbeaten after beating Iowa. Ohio State extended his lead to a double-digit lead before half and never looked back. Andrew Brommer had 12 points, while Melson Basabi had 11 for the Hawkeyes. You can read about it in the Daily Iowa. There is also game stats available if you want to check that out. The next matchup is March 2nd, 2013 at Assembly Hall. Iowa went to face number one Indiana and lost 73-60. to Fran McCaffrey was the coach, 17,472 in attendance, 630 tip-off. Iowa could not overcome only scoring 13 points in the first half while turning it over 14 times, but ended up losing only by 13. Devin Marble scored 20 points for the Hawks, and you can read about it in the Daily Iowa. The last upset win came on December 29, 2015 at Carver Hawkeye Arena. Hawks faced number one Michigan State and went 83 to 70. Fran McCaffrey was the coach, 15,400 in attendance for an 8 o'clock tip-off. Mike Gazelle scored a career-high 25 points, and Iowa cruised past top-ranked Michigan State, handing the Spartans their first loss of the season. Peter Jock had 19 points for the Hawks, who toppled the number one team for the first time in 16 years. Iowa never trailed in the game, jumping out to a 31-17 lead in the first half and held on to the 14-point halftime lead. And there's an ESPN game summary. There's also highlights of the game plus the full game video. And I've also got detailed team stats from that game. The next matchup was December 19th, 2020 at Sanford Pentagon in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Number three, Iowa faced number one, Gonzaga. Hawks lose 99 to 88. Fran McCaffrey was the coach. There was only 243 in attendance. That was during COVID, if you recall. And the start time was an 11 o'clock a.m. tip-off. Despite a string of recently canceled games, Gonzaga showed why they were the number one team and didn't seem sluggish in a convincing win over the Hawks. They pulled ahead by 20 points in the first half, and Iowa could never cut the lead below 10 the rest of the way. Three-point shooting was a factor as the Hawks ended 4-22 while Gonzaga shot 13-26. They also struggled at the free-throw line with 14-26 shooting. Luca Garza scored 30 points and had 10 rebounds. Joe Wieskamp added 20 points and 9 rebounds. Jordan Bohannon hit only 1-8 of eight from the field 
and was 0 for 5 on three-pointers. Joe Toussaint played well, adding 14 points off the bench. Unfortunately, point guard Jalen Suggs was tough for Iowa to stop. He hit seven three-pointers and had 27 points, and they were 14 to 23 from three-point range on the day, including 10 in the first half to help build the large lead. So Hawks were down 51-37 at half. They outscored him 51-48 in the second half, but that wasn't enough. So you can read the article on Hawkeye Central and ESPN Game Recap. You can also listen to WHO Sound Off from the feedback after the game. I've got highlight videos from this game. I've also got the full game video you can check out, and I've got the detailed game stats. And the last number one team I ever faced was on February 9th, 2023 at Mackey Arena in West Lafayette. Hawks lose 87-73 to to number one Purdue. Fran McCaffrey was the coach, 14,804 in attendance for the 6 o'clock tip-off. You can download the official game program and the pregame notes from the sports information. The Hawks fell behind early to the top-ranked Boilermakers and couldn't recover. Purdue led by as many as 21 points early in the second half. Iowa tried to come back and were within 8 points with under 5 minutes left, but ended up losing by 14. Chris Murray scored 24 points on 10 of 16 shooting, and Philip Robacha had 17 points. The Hawks were down 38-21 at halftime, and then outscored them 52-49 in the second half. Still lost by 14. Got quite a few game summaries from ESPN, Hawkeye Sports, Daily Iowan, Hawkeye Nation, Cedar Rapids Gazette, Hawk Fanatic, Hawkeye Report, etc. There's also a podcast from, from the Hawkeye of the Storm recapping the game. Got links to two different box scores. You can listen to the play-by-play broadcast of the game. There's also a highlight video and the full game video you can check out. And then there's some detailed game stats. So that's all the matchups. Again, there were three and 23 overall against number one teams. The easiest way to find all these games is to click the link in the podcast notes. This is a little bit different twist on the podcast from what I usually do, where I'm usually checking out the upcoming opponent history. So if you like this and I have some other ideas on what you want me to cover, please let me know. You can reach out on social media or go to the website, HawkeyeRecap.com, and let me know on the contacts page. Thanks.